G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 460 of the Trainsmith Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have any questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmove.com. Oh, it feels good to be back. I do apologize to everyone who sent me through questions over the last few weeks. I have answered everyone who who sent me in the questions. It's just I haven't had time to do podcasts. The last three weeks has been absolutely ridiculous. I don't think, I, I can't remember a time where I've been this busy before. We've with time restraints, it's. I'm hopeful. Come um, early next week, should things should go back to normal. So at the moment, I feel like I'm working as hard as ten men, and maybe next week I can go back to being working hard as six men, and then hopefully come July or June, I should say mid June, I could go back to just being you know normal life again. I like normal life, but anyway. It feels good to be back. Don't forget to send your questions through. If I can't get to them on the podcast, I'll definitely reply back via email because I'm good like that. <laughs> um, I do one thing I did do though. The, the other day I went to an NBL basketball game, and for those that go, what's an NBL game? It's the poor man's version of the NBA. It, it's the Australian version. It's actually surprisingly really, really good. I I've never been to one, and um, my son calf dragged to me it dragged the whole family along really and uh, before it i was boasting saying oh half time i'm going to be up in the middle of the court i'm going to be shooting i'm going to win myself a suzuki and you know be being a you know acting like a, a tool to the kids and before the game starts you've got both teams out there warming up and the MC's walking walking with the microphone. Is there any children in the crowd that would like to volunteer? And I look at my son. Put your hand up. And he go, huh? And I go, put your hand up. For what? I go, they're looking for volunteers, mate. Put your hand up. Huh? So I said, get up on the chair and put your hand up. You're going to miss it. And yell. Carry on. Anyway, just too busy. You know, I don't know what was going through his head. It felt like a big hunk of wind was going from ear to ear. And so we missed out. And then moments later, he goes, is there any adults that would like to volunteer? So I just stood up like, like I was, you know, back to being eight years old and someone's just offered me candy. And I went, yep, yep, real loud. And because this is before the game, so the, the court, you know, the little um, arena is dead quiet so i've just rub, rub. and he's looked at me and go yes you so i've come down and they said oh, at half time just before half time come down and do some shootouts and i so i go back do my you know i start waltzing back to once I, once the kids see me i start walking like i'm conor mcgregor and go I guess he's going to win themselves a suzuki at at, at half time and instantly my son's into me saying you can't shoot blah 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 <laughs> just just putting crap on me anyway half time comes and it's not a half you know it's they march us back about two meters past the three-point line so it's not nothing too impressive but far enough where if you're not sh- you don't really shoot long distance or anything when i play basketball with with, with, the, with my son i'm doing you know i'm pretty close to the ring i'm not doing anything distance so i'm we're shooting and the, the crowd's dead and he said there was four of us shooting and one the guy in front of me he gets one in and i hear a couple of claps and i think gee that's bloody dead and I, I get one in and i just put my hands up and yeah thinking the crowd's gonna get behind me and nothing it was so disappointing anyway i didn't get my suzuki that i thought i was gonna uh 
you know, I was joking that I was get. In fact, they actually gave me just a membership bag with a keyring, so I guess I could probably buy my own Suzuki and put that little keyring to it. And um, a pen. I think I got some stickers. So, but anyway, it was a good bit of fun. I enjoyed it. So we're going back next uh, Friday. We're going back to watch them again. So, anyway, you guys didn't hear me talk. You guys didn't tune in to listen to me talk about yeah, me. You guys are tuned in to listen to what Snow Leopard writes. And we've had some cool names in the past, but Snow Leopard, that that takes the cake. He writes, uh, if you were training in Zone 2... And if your intensity creeps up from over over from aerobic into an anaerobic state, how long does it take to how long does it take you to return from glycogen to fat burning once you reduce the t- the throttle back to zone two? Uh, please keep up the podcast. Yeah. So I asked this a very similar question once to a triathlon coach. Um, I want to say 2014-ish. So, yeah, would yeah would have been. And he's he's and this is the rule of thumb because I've I've done I've read this um, a few different places. Having said that, I've never done any deep dive into this bit um, or done any testing myself. I should point that out. But um, so. Whatever for whatever time you're in and then go into an anaerobic state, it's going to take you about three times longer than that to go back. So, for instance, um, l- let's say you're you're right, you you're in a race or you're riding, you get you start going up a real nasty hill and you're clearly going into an anaerobic state. Let's say you're there for you you're really redlining for a minute. And then you go back. Well, then it's probably going to take about three minutes to, to recover from that and go back. You can train. I remember Alan Pittman would all constantly talk about one of the reasons we do a lot of hard, sharp intervals. This is when I was training with him. Um, the reason we do a lot of hard, sharp intervals throughout uh, throughout the year is because when we're in the races and we find ourselves starting to redline it, we become more efficient. We can go. You know, we can back ourselves. We've done it before, and we can go back pretty pretty comfortably without it without it costing us as much as if we didn't practice that so it's um i that's that's basically the rule of thumb give or give or take a little bit so nice nice easy one but most just about not all the athletes i coach but most, I'll I'll add a lot of thirty second efforts, one minute efforts in um, two minute up to two minute efforts. But there, I do like adding the odd thirty second. This is both um, bike and run. I like to add um, thirty second efforts and one minute efforts because it just helps. Because um, it's easy done. I, you you can be in a race and it just goes uphill. And if you're riding in a group or so. Um, it's just really, really easy. I've I've told the story in the past where um, I was doing Ironman cans, and I got into this really, really good group, and we're just chucking along just just nicely, and we get to the bottom of a decent hill in the, in the middle of the course. It, it's pretty decent. It's not definitely not steep, but it, it goes for I'm guessing 500 meters. And 
they all do this group just takes off from me and i just get completely dropped and i thought oh bugger you you know because i'm sticking with my power i never let it go over threshold in a race and i was thinking oh it was good while it lasted farewell and by the time we got to the top of the hill i'd not only caught them all again but i'd passed most of them so just by me holding on to a particular power that i refused to go over but they clearly went over and stayed over and it's the fly and die (laughs) so that story has absolutely nothing to do with what you're saying (laughs) but yeah it's just a good story if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website trainsmove.com until next episode hooroo